And hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Monthly Rewind for the Movie Pit Podcast. I did one uh, for January. It was within a podcast, so if you're wondering, where's January? It was already in one of the podcasts, but I did do one. Uh, I released one a couple weeks ago, right? I don't know. All the days are starting to merge together. Uh, But I released one a couple weeks ago, which was February and March. So if you need a reminder of what the Monthly Rewind is, this is basically where I... It's 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 basically where I look at all the movies that I have watched from 2000 to 2018, and there was a reason why I didn't do 2019. It was because uh, before I had this idea before you know the whole coronavirus COVID 19 thing uh, started going around, and I thought, well, you know, we're watching movies in 2020. Everyone pretty much remembers the movies of 2019, so there was no reason for it. Although now I feel like I should probably decide to i should probably start adding the movies in 2019 because we don't know when we're gonna leave the house again but um i just decided to do 2000 to 2018 because i thought it was pretty cool i'm doing a version of this on my wordpress so if you follow the wordpress account you've probably seen something similar to this if you're not then uh this is a little bit different obviously there's more movies uh obviously because i extend it from 2010 to 2000 so it's um yeah it's just it's just a way for me to look back at all the movies that i watched and see what kind of movies still stick out what kind of movies still uh have a bit of a hold on me and what movies that just you know that i really connect to uh and that's pretty much what this monthly rewind is uh so let's get to it this is for the month of april again all the april movies from 2000 2018 2018 the ones that i've seen and the ones that stuck out to me the most because otherwise this podcast would be like five hours long and you and i both don't need that in our lives right now we have other podcasts to listen to we have other things to get to so let's just let's just get to it so let's start off with 2000 which ironically i have nothing from 2000 nothing from april of 2000 really stuck out to me uh or really connected to me in any way so let's move on to 2001 i only got one uh and that is josie and the pussycats which is somewhat very somewhat of a of a guilty pleasure although it's not really necessarily too much of a guilty pleasure because i i do relatively enjoy that movie and i usually tell people that i enjoy that movie uh it is based off of course the the show uh the old animated show is you know done in a obviously more modern context it's very meta uh which i very much enjoy and i think that's one of the reasons why it really sticks out to me it's a little dated obviously because it's based in 2001 and there was a lot of uh stuff there was mtv plays a big factor in 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 the movie Uh, obviously mtv doesn't no longer plays music videos but it's very meta it still works today if you're interested uh rachel lee cook uh tara reed and rosario dawson play josie and the pussycats uh rosie uh what was her now uh not rosie what was uh parker posey there you go parker posey is in the movie uh so is alan um oh why am i forgetting his last name why am i forgetting his last name I don't remember his last name. Uh, the guy who played Nightcrawler. I don't know why I can't remember his last name. Uh, he's in there as well. Uh, just a bunch of other people are in there as well. And it's, it's, it's a very good movie. It's a very good comedy. If you want to just turn your brain off and just have a good laugh, Josie and the Pussycats is the movie for you. All right, so let's move on to 2002. I only have one, and that is Jason. <laughs> That's Jason X. Uh, I unabashedly love Jason X. It is such a good cheesy movie. It is a, almost a parody of the friday the 13th franchise to the point where they're kind of just making fun of making fun of themselves and they make fun of the fact of the other chase uh, of the other friday the 13th movies in the movie itself i just really love it man i don't know what it is it's jason in space he's not the first tour icon to go to space leprechaun went to space so you know what just it's it's a dumb fun movie and that is why i love it that's that's really why i love it guys it's okay he just wanted his machete back 
2003, I almost, I almost jumped, I almost jumped the uh, 10 years. Uh, 2003, I have one, I have Identity. Uh, and Identity is one of those movies that I think has been forgotten about. It's kind of slipped through the wayside a little bit. Uh, and uh, it's about a movie, it's, it's, it's about a movie. It's a, it's a movie about a bunch of people who get uh, stuck at a motel during a very nasty uh, rain or thunderstorm. It has John Cusack, Ray Liotta. It has a bunch of people, it has a bunch of other people. And I don't know why those are the ones that, I mean, those are the ones that immediately stick out to me right away. Uh, but there's a bunch of other people in that movie as well. And I remember watching this. It's one of those, it's one of the first thrillers that I can remember immediately kind of getting to me. Uh, I was, I was, I don't even, I can't do immediate math in my head right now, but uh, it was one of those, it's, I think it worked even more because we watched it at night in a, in a jam-packed movie theater and everyone was just really into it. So it, it's, it's just one of those movies that really stuck to, sticks out to me. It's, it's again, it's kind of been forgotten about uh, mainly because I think a lot of people think that the the twist at the end doesn't really work. Um, there is a twist at the end. It's in the trailers. If you decide to watch the trailer before you watch the movie, they kind of uh, immediately think there's a twist. So it's really weird. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, looking back at it now, that yeah, it doesn't work too well, but it's still there. All right, so let's move on. Uh, 2004. I got three movies in 2004. Uh, the first one is Ella Enchanted. That is the Amy Adams movie, the one that starts off as an animated movie and then becomes a live action movie, the, mainly for Amy Adams. Really, I mean, she 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 plays it so perfect and to a T. I just I just I don't know. I just really loved it back then. I I watched like part of it a little bit. Uh, I think like I think it was like last year where I watched a little part of it because it was on TV. Uh, and I started watching it before I had to go somewhere, but I just remember really liking it. And it's just, it's, it's still pretty good to this day. I mean, it's, it's, she just plays it so perfectly. And then James Marsden as, uh, basically Prince Charming. Um, and he's su- such a goof in that movie, which is very, which you see him now. And then you see him in Westworld and you're like, that that's two completely different people. Uh, so that's pretty cool. The next one is The Punisher. Uh, that's that's the Thomas Jane one. I really liked that movie when I was a kid. I just I just I was a I was a pretty I, I was starting to get into the Punisher a little bit comic wise, uh, and then I ended up watching the movie and I just I kind of I just I just really liked it. Uh, watching it now, there are some problems with it, but I think Thomas Jane was a was a pretty decent Frank Castle was a pretty decent Punisher. So there's that, and then of course uh, Mean Girls. It's a movie that if you've watched it, you're a big fan of it. And if you haven't watched it, you don't really get the appeal of it. Maybe if you have watched it, you don't really like it. And that's fine. Uh, but I really like Mean Girls. Um, it's just, it, uh, the comedy's spot on. It's very it's smart. It, it's just, it's, I don't know. I just, I just, it's just, it's a smart, funny comedy that I really enjoy. And it's just, it's the little things in the movie that just make it really work. Uh, so there you go, Mean Girls, 2004. I just wish we could all get along like we used to in middle school. I wish that I could bake a cake made out of rainbows and smiles and we'd all eat be happy. She doesn't even go here. Do you even go to this school? No. I just have a lot of feelings. Okay, go home. Uh, 2005, I have Kung Fu Hustle, uh, which was uh, one of the movies by, why am I forgetting his, Stephen something. Why am I forgetting his last name? Chow? Stephen Chow? I could be wrong about that, uh, and I didn't put it down. Uh, but it was one of those movies that really made it like big here. It was that one, and it was uh, Shaolin Soccer. That I think I think it was Shaolin Soccer was the other one, or it was the same company. Um, but Kung Fu Hustle, when I watched it uh, for the first time in a movie theater, 
uh, I was it was surprisingly packed. I think a lot of people were just really big fans of it and wanted to see what what was it all about. And it it, it fools you into thinking it's this very serious movie, and then it goes into uh, to the comedy bits, and the comedy bits still work. It still works to this day. Uh, I watched it a few years ago, and I still really really liked it. So uh, Kung Fu Hustle was just one of those movies. I just still remember the 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 uh was she the landlord i can't remember who she was or she was someone that lived in the building we all know who i'm talking about if you watch the movie uh but her she she is the standout of that of that movie uh then we have the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy which uh everyone really fell in love with uh i never i never read the the the, uh the comic so i wasn't really familiar with it uh i went to go watch it with my brother who one passes to an early screening uh we went to go watch it and i really liked it and still one of those things that still hits to me of course everyone is always referencing the meaning of life 47 42 47 it's one of those. It's a 40. It's, it's in the 40s. Uh, but I really, so much for impact, right? Uh, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. It was one of those, um, for me at the time, it was one of those smart comedies that I, I kind of got. Uh, and I still really like it. And if you go back and watch it today, you know, you got Zoe Deschanel in there. You got Martin Freeman in there. I forgot Martin Freeman was in the movie until like a few, like, you know, years later where I started, you know, started paying attention more to, to actors and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's him. Uh, so it was really good. And then, uh, Sin City is the other one. Of course, Sin City made a big impact when it came out. It was one of those movies that everyone was talking about because of the director's, uh, the, the style of the movie, it was made to look like the comic book, the ensemble of actors in there, Bruce Willis, Jessica Alba, uh, Mickey, uh, you know, make you work. Um, why am I forgetting? Powers Booth was in there as well. Uh, he just had all these actors in there, Elijah Wood, um, in there and, uh, Clive Owen. Now they're all coming to me. Clive Owen, Rosario Dawson, you know, all these actors in there and they were all playing, you know, these little bit parts. And it was all, it was like four different stories that came together into one. Um, I remember watching it in a movie theater and you can tell, even I could tell that everyone in that movie theater had read the comic because they were laughing at parts, they were awing at parts, they knew kind of everything about the comic book, and they knew the stories that were coming together, and they just they just really liked it. So um, I remember really liking it too. I, 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 a lot of it was just the style, the style that it was. Uh, it was different uh, back then, and it's still kind of a little different even now. You don't get that kind of style now. Uh, they try to deal with the spirit like years later. Didn't work because the spirit wasn't very good, and then of course they did the the sequel to Sin City, and that wasn't very good either. I I just, I did not enjoy the sequel to Sin City, but the first Sin City very good. Uh, I watched it. I think it was like last year. I ended up watching it last year for it was just happened. It just happened to be on TV, and it just started from the beginning, and I just sat there. And by the time I knew, I was watching the whole thing, and I it still it still kind of holds up a little bit. It still does. All right, uh, let's move on to 2006. Uh, I have two movies there. I have Lucky Number Slevin. Uh, Lucky Number Slevin has a bit of more personal touch for me. It's a movie with Josh Hartnett. Uh, he plays someone named Slevin Calevera. Uh, he uh, ends up working with Bruce Willis's character, who is a hitman, and they're trying to take out uh, a crime lord. Uh, one of them played by Ben Kingsley, another one played by Morgan Freeman. It's uh, It's one of those movies that... I think it's kind of been forgotten about, mainly because of probably Josh Hartnett. Uh, but uh, uh, no, 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 nothing against Josh Hartnett. I, I'm, he's he's a fine actor when he's given the right the right material. But uh, Lucky Number Seven holds a little bit more of a personal touch for me because uh, I took the name Calevra and and essentially ended up using it for a lot of 
a lot of stuff I originally ended up naming my YouTube channel Clever 27. So I just kind of really liked it. Uh, and back then when I watched it, uh, the whole movie was really good. It was funny. And then it was one of those things where they kind of pull the rug from under you a little bit. And I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Uh, so that's kind of why I, I still really end up liking that movie. So there's that. Uh, but 2006, the main movie that I really enjoyed that year was um, was Silent Hill. It was based off the video game. I admittedly had, didn't have played like little bits of the Silent Hill games at that point. I knew what it was. I knew the gist of it. I never played a whole a whole game all the way through because uh, I always kind of play like demos and stuff. And um, but I really kind of knew the gist of it. So when I went to go watch the movie, I didn't know what to expect from the video game wise. I kind of just went in there, just you know, knowing, knowing that okay, if this is the gist of Silent Hill. I want to go watch it. And then some, then the movie started playing and everything started going down. And I was like, this, this movie's terrifying. Um, and this movie's really messed up. And it's still messed up. And I still think that Silent Hill is one of those forgotten video game movies that no one talks about. For me, I think that Silent Hill, if you were going to make a list of the top, let's just say top 10. Let's just say top 10. Top, no, let's narrow it down. Top 5 video game movies of all time. Silent Hill, for me, would be in that top 5. I think it is a solid... I think it's a solid movie regardless of whether it's based off a video game or not. Uh, I think the production design on this thing uh, is great. Uh, it, it gets a little convoluted. Even I will admit that it gets a little convoluted by, by the end. But how messed up and how gothic this movie is really did me in. And I think really did a lot of fans. And, and then they kind of killed it with the sequel. But we don't talk about that. But uh, I really like Silent Hill. I really love Silent Hill. Silent Hill is one of my... I would I, I will. I will die on the hill of Silent Hill being one of the top video game movies of all time. I will. Uh, I will I will say that. Uh, even with its faults, but I, I will say that. All right, so let's move on. 2000, uh, 2007, uh, we have 28 Weeks Later. Uh, so this was, of course, a sequel to 28 Days Later. Uh, 28 Days Later um, came out. Didn't come out in April, so I'm pretty sure we'll talk about that on, on the list at some point. But 28 Weeks Later, uh, I, I really liked it. And you go back and you watch it and you forget some things about it. Like, I forgot that Idris Elba was in the movie. Uh, he's in the movie. He, he has a very uh, small role. He has a very short role in the movie. But he's in there. Uh, Jeremy Renner's in there. Rose Burns in there. Image Poots. I think this was kind of a breakout role in there. But uh, this 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 was... I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't... It, it's definitely something different from 28 Days Later, because 28 Days Later was really more of a, I mean, both of the movies are survival, but I think 28 Weeks Later takes more of the, a little bit more of the action approach than 28 Days. 28 Days was kind of more of a, kind of a character piece in a way, kind of more of a survival movie in a way, uh, a survival non-action movie, and 28 Weeks Later is a more survival action, uh, I almost said game, uh, movie, uh, so, but I still really enjoyed it. I think, I think it's, I think it's still a solid sequel, I wouldn't say it's superior to 28 Days, but I think it's still pretty good. And we never got 28 Months, which was supposed to be the sequel, uh, the third movie. But um, I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe we'll still do it. I don't know. Maybe they'll still do it. We'll, we'll see. Uh, so 2008, I uh, got two movies here. I have The Forbidden Kingdom, which was the movie, the, the long-awaited movie that had Jet Li and Jackie Chan in it, uh, where they were fighting each other. Uh, the movie itself, okay. It's not, it's not great. 
it's just it's just fine um you know jack uh the jackie chan jet lee movie kind of takes place within like the first i think it's like the beginning of the second act when it when the fight happens and after that they don't fight each other anymore and they're just kind of teaming up uh which is fine but um i don't know i, I kind of expected a little bit more from the movie back then and, and even now looking back at it it's like no i still kind of i still kind of expected more from the movie but there you go the ruins which is another uh, horror movie that came out in 2000, uh, 2000, or just one of the movies that came out in 2008, just another horror movie that we're talking about on the list here. But The Ruins, uh, based off a novel, I never read the novel, so I didn't know what the, I, I was kind of going in there a little uh, a little blind, but the movie itself, in case you don't remember, it's about these this little this group of Americans who end up going to, I forget what part of Mexico they're in, but they end up going and they end up finding like some some other people and them going to these ruins obviously the movie's called the ruins these hidden ruins and they ended up uh, unbeknownst to them that particular temple that they're visiting uh, is uh is kind of blocked off by the natives and they don't know it and once they kind of step inside this little weird circle that they kind of because it's it's surrounded by forest and then they as soon as they get to the temple it's just all gravel uh like all dirt and once they step in there they're not allowed to leave because the natives won't let them uh and they find out that the pyramid is kind of uh the home of these weird roots uh that um that once it affects them they pretty much it drives them crazy it drives them insane it's a very good movie it's much better than i the way that i explained it but i didn't want to give anything away but it's it's a very good horror movie it's it's just one of those movies where you're watching it and you're you're just you kind of like you want it to end because you know these people are just going through enough already uh it is different from the novel if you want to read the novel and then watch the movie or want to watch the movie then read the novel there are uh some changes from what i understand but uh but yeah i i really enjoyed it i thought it was very good it kind of ends kind of abruptly uh but there's a reason for it uh so there there's that okay let's move on uh 2009 I only got one and i only put it on here because i want to remind people that this movie exists even though we all acknowledge that it shouldn't have existed dragon ball evolution it is not good it, it is not a good dragon ball movie it's 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 not good i'll just put it that way it's not it's not good there you go uh it's 2010 let's move on to 2010 uh which i think is the biggest movie yes it's the biggest well one that i have of 2010 so 2010 april was a very good year uh, although one of these movies I saw beforehand, but it's got a wide release in April, so I'm just going to put it on the list. Uh, so the first movie we're going to talk about is Kick-Ass, which is based off the graphic novel. Um, Aaron Tyler Johnson, Nicolas Cage, Chloe Grace Moretz, uh, Christopher Mintz Platz, uh, Mark Strong. It's 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 a movie about you know uh, Aaron Tyler Johnson's character who ends up getting weird, not necessarily a superpower, he ends up getting into this very bad accident and he has he ends up getting like I, I think the thing he has like metal plates in him so he he's very he doesn't feel any pain uh or he's very resilient to pain uh, and then he be, ends up becoming this vigilante superhero uh, unbeknownst to him the thing he messes up is for a big crime lord and unbeknownst to him there's actually people who want to take the vigilante superhero thing seriously and that's played by nicholas cage's uh character and chloe grace moretz plays his um plays his daughter and this was of course the big breakout for chloe chloe grace moretz when she plays hit girl and uh the movie itself it was kind of you know the it was it was the more edgier outside you know the the outside the lines 
superhero movie that um, that Marvel was doing at the time, and everyone just kind of went crazy for it because it was it was more it was it was a superhero movie where the hero swore, and that's what, that's pretty much what made this movie different from anything else. Um, but it was it's still it's kind of still holds up to this day. If you watch it again, it still holds up to this day. Uh, the next one is another comic book movie. Kind of got lost in the shuffle. It kind of gets forgotten about, but I really love this movie, and it's got a awesome cast. Uh, it's the Losers. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Idris Elba, Chris Evans, Zoe Saldana. Um, who else is in there? Uh, Jason Patrick's in there. Col- uh, Mahoney's in there as well. He was a, he's a big character actor. Uh, he plays one of the, the agents in Mindhunters. Uh, he's in there. Uh, who else is in there? You got some other people in there as well. This is, it's, I've never read The Losers before, so I didn't really know anything about it, but I went, I went to go watch it. Uh, and it was, it's, it's really good. It's one of those comic movies where if anyone asks me, you know, give me a movie that's, you know, an action movie that's has some comedy in it, that's a quick breeze to get through. I would give you the losers. The losers is very good. It's, it's really good. It has some faults. You know, all movies have their faults. Losers has some of their faults. It kind of slows down a little bit in the middle and right before the third act, but it's a very good movie. It's very entertaining movie. It's the cast itself makes it worthwhile. It's it's just go watch it. If you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. It's very, very good. Rogue. I'm sorry I hit you in the face. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Bro. Bro. Clay, I'm sorry I threatened to cut your head off. Very good. Wow. You do feel so much better. Uh, the Human Centipede is the next movie. Uh, I went to go watch this movie with someone I knew from high school. Um, if you're from the Chicagoland area, you probably know the movie theater I'm about to mention. I went to go watch it at the Music Box. It was one of those kind of late night movies. And we went and, you know, there was a lot of buzz surrounding The Human Centipede. Everyone was saying this movie is so disgusting. It's one of the most grossest movies of the year. You won't believe it. it you'll, you know, you'll throw up in the movie theater. You'll hate yourself for watching it. And I wanted to go watch it, and it's not that gross. I mean, the concept itself, you know, being stuck to someone's, you know, ass, you know, ass to mouth. Uh, yeah, it's, that's disgusting. Uh, there's a point where when all three people are together, and you know, one of them has to, one of them has to take a shit, and it has to go through the other two people before it comes out. Uh, yeah, that's disgusting. But for the most part, it's not that disgusting. It's 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 a it's kind of tame believe it or not considering all the other disgusting uh how dare you you know produce this how dare you make this how dare you release this horror movies out there it's it's not you know it's not that disgusting it's pretty tame compared to other horror movies um or other black comedies if you want to label it that because it's not really a horror movie uh there is a lot of comedic and humorous bits in the movie i think that's kind of maybe where the marketing kind of got mixed up because they're marketing this as you know a a a a pure horror thriller movie and then you went to go watch and it's like this movie's a lot more humorous than you know you kind of guys let on it's not very good i I, i'm not i'm not a fan of it and not because you know i got promised this one thing and got something else i'm just not a fan of it it's just it's not it's not it's not good it does it, it you know by the end of it it does kind of get like okay like this is this is messed up but not not messed up in the oh this is gross it's messed up in the oh you know you're stuck in the situation kind of thing that part it's like okay yeah now i feel for this character but and the characters themselves not not the greatest people in the world uh so they're kind of they're kind of dumb too so there, there is that but um yeah i'm just not a big fan of, of the movie the next movie i'm not a very big fan of is the nightmare on elm street remake that came out in 2010 
I went to go see this with some of my friends because we were like, you know what? At that point, we were watching, you know, we were kind of going to the movies a lot together. And we went to go watch Nightmare on Elm Street together. And it was opening night. It was Friday night. We went to go watch it. And it is not good. I did not like the remake, uh, even though some of it was actually shot in the area that I live, in the town that I live, which is, I thought was really cool. Uh, they shot one part like near a gas station that I always kind of drive past when I go to work now. They shot uh, one of it by what used to be a pharmacy next to a movie theater that's like 10 minutes from my house, maybe less than that, a 10 minute drive from my house. So uh, there is that, but I don't know, man. I just, I didn't like it. Now, I did, I did like. Jack Earl Haley as the new Freddy Krueger. I think if you were gonna, if you had to replace Robert England as Freddy Krueger, I think Jack Earl Haley was a pretty good choice. I think he, you know, even though he wasn't given the best material, I think he did the character some justice. I, I think, um, I think he was a good, you know, replacement for for that. I think he, I think he probably is the best uh, thing about the movie, even though you know the movie's not very good. Uh, the movie itself it does no. It's not. I did like some parts. I did like. Uh, I did like uh, Jack Earl Haley. There was one part um, that I kind of liked. It was. It takes place in the pharmacy that I just mentioned, um, and Rooney Morrow's Nancy's in there. She's in between an aisle, and she starts you know coming in and out from her dream state to her awake state, and it, the pharmacy and this kind of just the the, the hallway of where. Uh, uh, Freddy is in the dream kind of starts blending together and this kind of start coming together. I, I did like that. I thought that was a really cool visual, but movie itself, not very good. Uh, I, I, I just, it's, it's not very good. And then you look back and you're like, Oh, Rooney Mara's in there. That's, that's pretty cool. And then it's like, Oh yeah, she probably doesn't want to be remembered that she was in this movie. Um, Katie Cassidy's in there. She, she did a pretty great job in there. Uh, but, uh, just, it's not good. It's not a good movie. It's, it's, it's not. All right, so let's talk about, uh, let's end 2010 with a good movie, or at least a movie that I think is very good, and that's The Good, The Bad, The Weird. It is a South Korean uh, movie, of course, it's a play on The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. It's very good. I watched this at a, I watched it at the film festival here in Chicago, the international, the Chicago International Film Festival, the year before, because that's when it came out, but again, guys, why release in 2010, uh, and it was very good. I liked it. It's, it's action-filled, it's one of those, it's one of my favorite South Korean movies, and uh, looking back, I've watched a lot of South Korean movies. Uh, and this is definitely still one of my favorites to this day. It's 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 uh, it's about a bounty hunter. It's about a uh, assassin and uh, a down on his luck uh, kind of thief that uh, get their hands on a on tre- they're hunting down a treasure map and the treasure, of course, uh, that leads to um, that lead that's there. It's very good. It leads to this big bombastic final act that's that surprised me, uh, that I really, really enjoyed. And I still kind of look up on YouTube to this day cause it's, it's, it's very good, but there you go. Uh, the good, the bad, the weird, uh, 2011, I got three movies for you guys. Uh, the first one is 13 assassins. Uh, I saw this first at another film festival, not the Chicago international film festival. I actually saw this at a now no longer, uh, running, uh, film festival called action fest. They used to run, it used to run in North Carolina. So my brother and I would drive to North Carolina to, to go to this film festival that lasted like about two or three years. And we saw this one, 13 assassins. It was, kind of, it was their midnight, their quote unquote midnight movie. And, um, it's uh it's there i will explain it in two words that 
the uh, one of the program assistants, you know, they usually, you know, a film festivals usually come in and they kind of give you a rundown on what the movie's about uh, and how, you know, because they watched it pretty much and tell you like little bits of it and, or not, you know, not, not spoiler wise, but tell you what to expect. Uh, and he said these two words at the end and it's two words that are used in the movie and it's total massacre. And that is how I will describe this movie because it's 13 assassins they're trying to strike they're trying to stop this uh this, this lord this evil lord who wants to take over the country and like half the country and it's these 13 assassins that have to come together and stop him and the final act is just this very long drawn out sword fight because it takes place in, in feudal and feudal china and uh it's it's very good it's it's done it's also done by uh, Takashi, uh, Takashi, um, Takashi, Taka- I can't say his name, uh, Takashi Miike. Uh, and if you know anything about Takashi Miike, you know what his movies are, you know what to expect. It's done by him. That's all you need to know. Uh, so the other movie in 2011 is Insidious. It's, uh, of course, was done by James Wan, and it's the first movie in the Insidious franchise. It is still to this day one of those horror movies that still gets me. It is, it is one of the horror movies that I, audibly gasped in the movie theater with everyone else. I usually, you know, I like, you know, when I'm watching a horror movie, it's like, yeah, I freak out and, you know, I kind of, you know, just get a little, like, you know, just get a little, you know, jumpy in the movie theater, but not like, you know, just full, jump off my chair. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm startled. But Insidious has the moment where the lipstick demon, as he's called, appears behind Patrick Wilson, you know, pretty much the infamous shot. If you say Insidious, that's kind of the shot that everyone uh, pretty much thinks about. When that happened in the movie theater, I was not ready for it, and I don't think anyone else in my movie theater was ready for it. And we all kind of just let out this gasp, and I was, I was with, I was right there. I never had done that in a horror movie, and Insidious made me do it. So that's, I think that's reason alone for it to be <laughs> on this list. Uh, so 2011, the last, the last one, uh, Fast Five. Fast Five arguably kind of you know jump started the Fast and the Furious franchise again. It, it, it kind of took the heist movies to another level because, uh, you know, the first one was pretty much a heist movie and this one was now, you know, a bigger heist movie. Uh, it got Dwayne Johnson in there. Uh, it just, you know, moved the it moved the, the franchise to an international level. Uh, so it just opened up the doors to a bunch more things and it started, you know, adding the ridiculous, the ridiculous level to the to the franchise and that. But, you know, let's face it, that that scene where they're driving the safe down the streets of Rio is one of the best action scenes that that happened that year and still to this day so yeah all right listen up the men we're after are professional runners they like speed and guaranteed to go down the hardest possible way so make sure you got your underwear on we find them we take them as a team and we bring them back and above all else we don't ever ever let them get in the cars all right so 2012 i have two movies uh one of them was another one that i watched at action fest got its wide release in 2012 that was uh headhunters it's a it's a swedish movie uh stars um uh nikola uh, what was his name what is his name uh nikolai uh Kosterwaldi, uh jamie lannister from game of thrones he plays um he, he's not the main character in the movie, but he plays someone uh, who is after this headhunter who has a painting of his and will do anything he can to get it back. Uh, so he pay, he pretty much plays kind of the bad guy in the movie. Uh, it's one of those Swedish movies that this is around the time of 
uh, the Girl of the Dragon Tattoo. So I'd already seen the Girl of the Dragon Tattoo, so I was somewhat familiar with kind of Swed- the Swedish movie, the Swedish drama movies, the Swedish the Swedish crime drama movies at that time, at that point. And Headhunters was one of those movies where I watched it. I'm like, this this is good. Uh, it it's it's it, it led it went in a direction that I I didn't think it would go. But kind of looking back at it now, it's like okay, that's kind of the direction where a lot of movies these movies go now. But back then, it was like, oh, okay, like this this is good. So Headhunters, if you want to go check that out. Uh, and 2012, the other movie, The Cabin in the Woods. I don't know what more there is to say about Cabin in the Woods. Pretty much everything has been said about it. It is the be it it could arguably arguably be the be all end all of horror movies, uh, considering how meta it is and considering kind of what it's saying. So Cabin in the Woods. Not much more to say about it. Just, you know, everything that's been said about it has been said about it. I love it. I think it's I think it's great. So there you go. Uh 2013, we have one movie. We have the Evil Dead remake, uh reboot, reimagining, whatever you want to call it. Uh I know a lot of people don't like it. I know a lot of people are still on the fence about it. I really like it. I think it's great. I think it's a great horror movie. I think it's a great reimagining. It keeps the spirit of the same ram the same Rami movie the same why did i why did i say his name word the same, the same Rami movies Rami. why am i still saying it weird anyway him that guy uh it still keeps the spirit of his movies in there while also doing its own thing and i think that's kind of really why i like it that's why that's really why i appreciate it it is much more of a horror movie obviously because it has a bigger budget than the Raimi movies but uh the first Raimi movie anyway uh, but uh i i really like it it's really good i enjoyed it i freaked out with everyone in the movie theater so i, I yeah there is that 2014 i have four movies for you guys the first one is oculus uh that is uh, the movie by mike flanagan about the evil mirror with karen gillen um katie sackhoff's also in there uh i really this is the first mike flanagan movie that i watched i think this is the first mike flanagan movie that i think a lot of people remember watching maybe um he's the guy behind uh the haunting of hill house the netflix series uh, but um i watched this and i really fell in love with it because of the editing it was the first movie where I, I was like, I really like the editing in this movie. That is the first time I've said that in a very long time. I think that was the first time I ever said it that I was like, I really like the editing in this movie. Because the the way he edits his movies, and not just this movie, it's all of his movies, even Haunting at Hill House. The way he edits the the scenes, because it takes place in the, the present and then it takes place in the past uh, because it follows the characters of Karen Gillan and her brother who are trying to clear her brother's name because her brother has um, kind of been taking the blame for the deaths of their parents. But uh, they both know that it was the mirror who was doing it, so it kind of bounces back and forth between the present and the past, um, and kind of similar to The Haunting of Hill House. And the way he kind of edits the two scenes together seamlessly is fantastic and it's it's one of one of it's one of the reasons why i love mike flanagan as a director because the way he's able to do that and oculus was the first time that i kind of saw that and again it was the first time that i, that I ever mentioned i love the editing in this movie uh something i have uh have been saying you know every now and then now but oculus is one of those first movies where i was like the editing is awesome in this movie if you're gonna watch this movie watch it for the editing uh so the next movie is the raid 2 of course, a sequel to the raid. Uh, we talked about the raid in um, in the March monthly rewind, but uh, the raid two it's uh, it it's very it's 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 very kind of it's a little different from the raid. It's telling a different obviously it's telling a different story, but it tells a story 
thoroughly. So it's telling its story from beginning to end, no matter what. It's a very slow burn to the action scenes, but once you get to the action scenes, they're just fucking phenomenal. And the the final fight scene in the kitchen is one of my favorite fight scenes of all time because just the way they they do it and the way how long it is, how brutal it is. I just I just love it. So the rate two. The next movie in 2014 is Lock. That is the that it's a movie. I don't know if a lot of people saw it. It's uh it stars Tom it stars Tom Hardy, and that's it. <laughs> it's and there's, there's other actors. There's actors like on the phone, but it's basically Tom Hardy, uh, in a car by himself making calls to people throughout the night, and he's just driving, and that's all the movie is. And if there was ever a doubt that Tom Hardy cannot carry a movie, watch Locke because Locke is and it's Locke with an E. Um, it's very it's very good. It's Tom Hardy just basically talking to people on the phone and finding out later that he was actually sick because his character is kind of like has like a runny nose and he's like talking funny it's because he was sick and the character ends up being sick because tom hardy was sick so that, that was kind of like a little behind the scenes thing that i found out later uh but it's very good if you haven't watched it i highly recommend you watch it especially if you're a fan of tom hardy if you're not watched it go ahead and watch it it's basically just him for like an hour and like something minutes uh so it's very very good and then finally um Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Arguably my favorite Marvel movie uh, of, of all time. If, you're, if, you, if we want to do a ranking of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I, I honestly would probably put Captain America, the Winter Soldier on top. Uh, it is one of my favorite uh, Captain America movies. It is one of my favorite Marvel movies. I love this movie. It's, it does have a comic booky aspect to it. Uh, the characters are obviously from comic books, but it treats itself, for the most part, like a spy thriller. And that is what I really love about the movie, because it's, it's even if you don't know anything about Captain America, if you don't know, know anything about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you just watch this movie by itself, it's still very good. And you can still really, really enjoy it. So it's, it's, it's yeah, I, I, I love Captain America The Winter Soldier. It is, again, arguably my favorite uh, Marvel movie of all time. So there you go. I need a new set of lungs, dude. You just ran like 13 miles in 30 minutes. Guess I got a late start. <laughs> really? You should be ashamed of yourself. You should take another lap. Did you just take? It? I assume you just took. It. Uh, let's move on. 2015. We're almost done. Uh, Furious Seven. That is, of course, the the last movie uh, with Paul Walker's character in it, and. Um, not a not a dry eye in the house uh, when that tribute started playing uh, at the end. It is uh, it, the movie itself still pretty good. It's arguably I, I don't know how, how, where I would put it on the list. It is one of the I wouldn't say it's one of the better movies, but it it, 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 it there is this cloud over it. Obviously, with you know Paul Walker uh, passing away before they were able to finish all his all his all his scenes, but they um, they you know it, it's it's they pretty much, you know, edit it together seamlessly because you can't really tell where it's him or where it's not, except at the end, uh, where he's in the car and he's smiling. You can tell that's that's not that's not really him. But other than that, it's they it, it's this it's a weird uh movie because it's like, okay, like it, you have to you have to tell a story you're trying to tell, but you're also now having to tell a story of one of the characters that has been there from pretty much the beginning uh to you know to kind of write him off because obviously paul Anker passed away so there there there's that but it's still it's still very good uh so the next one is ex machina that is of course um the movie with oscar isaac dom hell gleason alicia vagander 
uh, directed by was it Alex Garland who directed? It? I think it was Alex Garland who directed it. Yeah, very very good. It's it's one of it's one of those kind of very smart sci-fi movies, you know, about artificial intelligence and you know whether or not you know that artificial intelligence can actually pass by pass as human, and that's kind of the whole point of the movie is Domhnall Gleeson is being tested by Oscar Isaac to see if Alicia Vikander can pass as human, um, and it's it's very very good. It's and of course everyone talks about the the random dance scene in the movie by Oscar Isaac, which it is very random because it kind of comes out of nowhere. But uh, there you go. It's still very good. Uh, it's pretty much all. It's pretty much just them three. It's Domhnall Gleeson, Alicia Vikander. Uh, Oscar Isaac. There is another actress in the movie. I didn't write down her name, but um, it's pretty much uh, them three, and they do a fantastic job together. Uh, it must have been really fun on set to, to to just watch all those three, you know, do do their best. And this was the movie that, of course, uh, pretty much launched uh, Alicia uh, Alicia Van Kander's uh, career. Uh, 2016. I only got two movies for you guys. I have The Jungle Book, uh, Disney's, of course, quote unquote live action Jungle Book movie. Uh, I didn't really watch uh the jungle book movies i wasn't um i didn't have a connection to them as as you know like a lot of other people but um i went to go watch it because you know it was, it was disney and i like john favreau and i thought it looked interesting and i was very surprised by it. it it just kind of blew me away it was one of those movies where i was just like i wasn't really expecting much and i went to go watch it and i was like damn this is good uh this is this is really good so um yeah i i really i really enjoyed the jungle book i thought it was great i thought it was awesome I think the technology obviously uh, is is a little bit ahead of its time. Uh, it was something that I didn't, I didn't think a lot of people thought that it'd be able to pull it off, and they did. And of course, they brought that technology to the Lion King, and uh, now here we are. All right, uh, the next movie in 2016, uh, the last movie in 2016 is Sing Street. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people watch this. It is on Netflix. If you want to go watch it, I highly recommend you do. Uh, it is set in, uh, was it set in the 80s? I think it's set in the 80s in Ireland. Uh, 70s or 80s, one of those two. Uh, no, I think it's 80s. It's 80s uh, in Ireland. And it follows um, it follows this group of kids who start a band. Uh, mainly one guy. It's one of these characters who starts a band because he wants to impress a girl as we all want to do and uh well some of us might probably want to do and uh he starts a band with uh, some of his friends and some of the schoolmates uh even though he goes to a uh catholic school where they kind of frown upon that and it's just it's a great coming of age movie the sound the soundtrack to this thing because all of the songs are pretty much um originals and the soundtrack to this thing is amazing it really is. The soundtrack alone to this movie should be the why the reason you should be watching it. But it's a great coming of age movie. Uh, Jake Raynor's in there. Uh, the first thing we all kind of saw Jake Raynor in was uh, Transformers, where he plays the love interest to Mark Wahlberg's daughter's character. Uh, so it was which was uh, was it not? It wasn't the last night. It was the one before that. But uh, that was kind of the first thing we all saw him in, at least here in America. And I was like. Not the biggest fan because I didn't really like his character in that movie. And then I saw him in this. I'm like, no, I'm I'm, I'm a fan of Jake Raynor now. And uh, yeah, Sing Street's great. So go watch it. He plays the older brother in that movie, but he's not the main character. He's just a supporting character, but he's very, very good in that movie too. So there you go. Um, next movie, 2017, ironically, also stars Jake Raynor. He's not the main character in that movie either, but he's in it. And he's very good in it as well. Uh, but Free Fire. That's the movie for 2017. Uh, it's a movie set in Boston, like in the 70s. And it's about 
it's about these rival gangs who come together for an arms deal and everything just kind of goes to shit. And it's just, it's this big shootout and it, they're all stuck in a, in a warehouse. They can't really leave because obviously if one of them leaves, they'll, you know, they'll know who left and they'll want to go, you know, shoot them up. It's a, uh, it's a great movie. And they're all stuck in a warehouse. It's Army Hammer, Killian Murphy, uh, Jake Rayner, like I mentioned, Brie Larson's in there as well. Charlotte Copley's in there. He just hams it up, uh, which is which is great. Uh, Army Hammer hams it up a little bit too. You can tell he's having a lot of fun. Uh, it's a great movie. It really is. Uh, it's funny. It's that that British wit to it because it, a lot of it's just it, a lot of it's it's done by a British director, so there's a lot of British actors in there. Uh, but it's great. It really is. You, you go watch it. Free Fire. It's amazing. I don't. I, I know it's on a streaming service somewhere. I can't remember which one it's when it's which one is on, but it's uh, it's out there if you want to go watch it. Free Fire. Why would you say that? What are you doing? You're just making it worse. Everybody, take a chill pull, okay? Just calm the fuck down. <clears throat> now listen, yeah. We'd like to leave with our money, uh-huh. and I'm sure that you boys would like to leave with the weapons, uh-huh. okay? Mm-hmm. This is not good for business. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know, bringing AR-70s to an M16 deal is not good for business. Neither is bringing a sex pest. It's under control, doll. I got this. The bird has a point. Okay, we'd like to trust you, uh-huh. but we can't because your boy has okay. been disrespectful. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Just give me a minute. All right, enough. Hey. You all right, Chris? Get on. And finally, 2018, uh, arguably the best year uh, f- besides 2010, at least for me, uh, all quality movies. Uh, we have the first one is Isle of Dogs, which is the Wes Anderson sl- uh, stop motion movie uh where a kid goes to an island that is now fully inhabited by dogs while he's trying to find his own and the dogs try to help the boy out uh it's very good uh i'm not the i originally wasn't the big biggest wes anderson fan i mentioned this on the last uh monthly rewind but the first one i saw was fantastic mr fox and I really love Fantastic Mr. Fox. So when I saw that he was doing all the dogs, I was like, is this, gonna, is this gonna be as good? And I don't know if it's as, as good, but it's, it's very different, obviously, from Fantastic Mr. Fox. But, um, I still really enjoyed it. It's, it's still very, very good. Uh, so that's, uh, I Love Dogs. The next one is A Quiet Place. I don't know why I said that so quietly. Maybe I was subconsciously trying to, trying to, you know, it although even this little whisper would have me being attacked by an alien uh but uh, i don't know why i'm still doing it uh anyway uh a quiet place uh very very good you know it's it's i think everyone had the same reaction you know we were we were all in movie theaters and everything was dead quiet like you couldn't even drink your soda if you did you had to do it very quietly because like everything was just so quiet you, you know you no one was eating snacks. No one was eating popcorn. My theater was completely quiet. No one pulled out their cell phone at any point during the movie theater, which is very rare, especially in the movie theaters that I go to. Uh, but uh, it was very, very good. I loved the Quiet Place. I thought it was great. It, 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 it had it just it had this movie experience that we all connected. Like, put your phones away. Don't make any noise. Enjoy the movie. God damn it! And that's what we did. Uh, so there you go, Quiet Place. And finally, Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, a culmination at that point of the MCU and just having all these characters on screen together, uh, having Thanos, who was introduced 
all the way in the Avengers years and years ago, having, having him finally come into the big screen and just having all these characters come together, these different groups of characters who we all thought would probably wouldn't come together and, and they have to work together. And then, of course, the ending that everyone remembers, the snap, the decimation, whatever you want, to, the, the blip, whatever you want to call it, and having all these characters fade away. And every time I watched it, I watched it, I think, I, I, I'm pretty sure I watched it like twice or three times opening weekend. I know, I'm a nerd. Leave, leave me alone. Every time, everyone was just, you know, in awe. It was this audible gasp in the movie theater. All this, no, what, what's happening? Uh, of these characters fading away. It's It was, it, you don't really get that experience that much. And to get that experience three different times, three different time slots was amazing. It was great. And uh, it just, it, and, you know, everyone's like, oh, the superhero always wins. Thanos won. Thanos won in that game, uh, in that in that, uh, in that movie. So get over it. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that's it. That is my monthly rewind for uh, April. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Again, if you, if you like this series, let me know. Uh, if you don't, then uh, let me know too, and I'll stop doing it. So don't have to waste your time and take up your feet. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, of course, next time we'll look at uh, May. May has some really good movies too. Uh, so we'll talk about that in May. We'll, I'll release that podcast in May, uh, you know, just to keep, you know, keep up the, 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 the monthly trend uh, of that until we get, to, of course, to the end of the year in December. Uh, so thank you guys so much for listening to the Monthly Rewind. Let me know what your favorite movie was in April. I mean, you, you agree with me on my list. If you don't, then, you know, let me know what you, what you enjoyed. Uh, there was a lot of movies. Obviously, if something came out, uh, I probably missed it. In, in everything um but uh that is the case obviously look at how many movies i just that's that's put down so uh yeah so thank you guys so much for listening to the monthly rewind of april hopefully you guys are enjoying uh this series and hopefully you guys are um, safe and sound at home with everything going on and uh be safe be healthy be good people and uh go watch some movies see you guys next time